I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some some whores in this house. It's Oops the Podcast. Singing a little ditty. I'm Francis Ellis. He's Julio Galrati. How are you, Jay? Dude, I was hoping you would do that. Dude, I've been I've had that knocking around up there for a while, man. And and here here's the issue. You know, these songs do not abide by standard English conventions. They do not. They definitely take There's some whores in this house. I mean, the subject verb agreement there isn't even trying. <laughs> there is some whores, some implying multiple. There are some whores in this house. Guess that doesn't roll off the tongue quite as nicely as there's some whores in this house. Oh, man, that's great. That is really funny. I take umbrage with grammatical liberties in hip hop songs quite often. Because when you actually speak them out the way that Ben Shapiro so helpfully did, you realize, my God, these people do not care whatsoever. Dude, I just wish that we need to get Francis listening to some more deep cuts, like some of the shit that I listen to. Uh-huh. Like, I just picture Francis trying to decode, like, two twin Jayco need to do, yeah, two twin home, I know what to do, yeah. So what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, who are these turkeys that is a lil keyed lyric yeah they're all lil or trying to get there as quickly as possible they're all asaps (laughs) you know i i I, i'm sick of this bullshit you go back and listen let me ask you something right my my best workout playlist is Mm -hmm. a is a hip-hop workout playlist, and it's all like eminem you know till i collapse i'm Right. Filling these brains full of nails and You're killing such a my dad, wife, dude. You know, <laughs> it's such, that's such a dad song. Yeah, but or or you know, you got some some songs from uh, Dr. Dre, two thousand one. That was a good one. Loved that album. And these like still Dre. And, oh yeah, ding uh, ding ding. Yeah, ding, ding, these ding, songs ah. they they adhere to the measures, right? There's sort of the same number of syllables. Every line ends in a rhyme. There's a, a followable rhyme scheme. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, re- a, a hook that repeats itself. Hip-hop is no longer that. It's I don't. The, yes, it is. N- no. <laughs> it no, it is not. So what is it now? It's some weird kind of mumbling. I, I, everyone says mumbling. That's, I hate saying that because I sound. then I do sound out of touch. But... Dude, you have to admit, right? Like, you you listen to '90s, 2000s hip hop, and it was kind of straightforward and simple in its like rhythms, and it's it would stick to the same format, which was like verse, hook, verse, hook, bridge, right. Ver- hook. Right, right. I you don't, know? I, dude. I don't know. I don't know. I think that they there's still is some adherence to that. It's obviously evolved a little bit, but like songs are a little shorter. Like you're not getting as many three verse songs as you were maybe. What about this? What about this? N- now the beats aren't the the drum would used to keep the beats together. Mm-hmm. And all beats in hip hop used to be some version of like 
Some, something like okay. that. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. Right. Some piano. Some, something like that. And there'd be like a yeah. nice melody over it. Yeah. And you could follow, like, we could rap along with the song because we, the white losers, it was simple enough. Mm-hmm. And now they are cramming so many syllables into a beat that doesn't really have that clear of a of a of a beat like a of a drum line that mm-hmm. holds the measures together and maybe it's just that I'm I don't know too stupid but musically I find it hard to participate in the song that's fine and I think that you know I don't think that's uncommon I think you know you grow up with a certain kind of something and you get you know you get a little older, and then you're like, in my day, yeah. <laughs> my day, they were really smart. But I remember that when I was a kid, even like my cousins who were older would like make fun of me for listening to Wu Tang. They'd be like, "This shit's so stupid." And now you, that's regarded as like highly intelligent right. and intellectual. And now you know, what I mean, I feel like that yeah. the evolution is there. I don't know. I okay. think that if you gave the new hip hop a chance, I don't know if you'd like it or not, but I think you'd find some sort of like obvious well, kind of basis points for how it evolved to where it is. Let 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 me add this: the last song that I would call a modern song that felt like um, sort of your 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 reliable two thousands hip hop song was the Drake back to back. That's really random. That song he back puts to- out a lot of songs like that still, dude. I don't agree, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Chris is guys Chris are is angry. Holding his tongue. Yeah, dude, I don't you know. I don't know. Back to back was a good song though. Kanye's albums are all gospely and fluid. The last one was That's, odd. For sure. There's Chris a lot Brad, of God on in hip hop now. <laughs> dude, I don't do it. I don't know. No, not really. Hmm. I mean, I I'm, guess there's always been a lot of God in hip hop, but not in that capacity. I think okay. we could find some good rappers for Francis. Yeah, I feel we like you would like Jid. What, what about this? Yeah, he would. What about this? Because he's that song that goes win, 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 win. Yeah, you know that song? who is that again? J Rock. Exactly. Uh, okay, yes, I like that song. That's a good song. That is a song. I you like, like that like song. That song, song they play at every these, football game. These That's a are 90s songs style that I song. need to to work out, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens is, win, 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 win. as soon as my workout playlist is over, God forbid, I'm still working out, and it switches over to Spotify's recommended songs, and we get into some of these strange, eerie, kind of ethereal beats. That barbell is coming crashing down on my clavicle. <laughs> I cannot lift weights to this new age. That's how all of a sudden it comes. Up, Told that bitch I got money. Hey, counting up hundreds is nothing. Hey, Francis yeah. immediately starts to suffocate. Dude. Told that little bitch I got money. Hey, yeah, exactly. I can't <laughs> work out to Migos and you know, dude. Ludacris back in the day would be like you could rely on. Dude, that. you are such a dad. This is so funny. I feel like every dad has one song. That they like and they like keep referencing it. Like my dad for my dad, it's big pimpin'. My dad mm, my dad goes big pimpin', spendin' cheese. Yeah. Like, All right, dad. Yeah, that's cause funny. My girlfriend's dad loves Ludacris. I like Ludacris a lot. And Ludacris. he'll say A Town and stuff, and that's like his dad joke, you know? But it's not you couldn't you couldn't stuff all the great two thousands rappers into the dad box category. No, but having one, it makes you a dad. Having one go to rapper from the two thousands. Or saying fitty cent. Fitty cent is another thing the yeah. dads say. Right. Get Rich or Die Trying. Every Classic album, album. Every album every song on that album I could lift weights. Yeah. That song was a that album was a banger, dude. All right, but hold on a second. Let me ask you this. Um 
<laughs> I have another. I have another thought. I love this. J dude. Cole. Yeah. I really like J Cole. Right. There now you go. he has some songs that I can lift weights to, Definitely. but a lot that I cannot. Right, right. He gets very introspective. He has sometimes. a lot of songs that I would want to listen to if I were in like a sensory deprivation tank. Totally. Does that make sense? Yes, because there's a lot to think about and he gets like really in, like. And there's no real beat. And... Sometimes he'll just lay down like 400,000 words across a track that has no drums. Totally, totally. But is kind of maybe some sort of string arrangement. I don't know. Right, right. Synth. I feel you. I feel you on that. And it's almost like a recitation of poetry very quickly, which I admire. Definitely, definitely. It's just a different art form. All I'm saying is I can't lift weights to that. Right, no, totally. I understand. It's an homage to kind of like 90s lyricism, but not all the songs are like pump-up songs. Right. Which is totally understandable. Right. Okay. This is a good, this is great. What we a great... got somewhere there. I, th I was nervous. I thought you guys were going to mutineer. <laughs> I thought you a couple mutineers on my hands. Mutineer, dude. That's yeah. great. I think it's just evolved so much now that people can do, everybody has, I can make a beat right now in two minutes and show you and you can rap on it. And that's it. true. It's just, that's, it's become more of like a, people have the technology to do whatever they want now, so now they can. Got it. Got it. Love it, Chris. Interesting. That's why we got Chris, who's 10 years younger than Chris us. Chris is such a, a hip-hop aficionado. It's amazing. He's Chris, just a good guy. I, I stumbled upon a streetwear brand. Oh, here we go. Um, Uh-oh. <laughs> here, here we go, go baby. I want to say it was like something with the word smile in it. Chinatown Market? No, no. But I do like the Chinatown Market. And I also like the Dover Street. Street something. Market. Dover Street Market. Yeah, that's they, diff that's, that's the different. The year of the rat. Cool. They have lots of rats that in their cool. clothing. What is it? Smile? Somewhere? No, I don't know if it was smile, but... It was like an ad that came up, or maybe I, I saw it because I follow... Um, Shout out Mike Chairman. I, I follow some high snobiety. Mm -hmm. High snobiety. I've been following them. They posted something, and then I looked at that brand, and I thought it was really cool. And sure enough, you were following them. <laughs> and I was like, okay, now I, it's the stamp. The Chris stamp of approval. Very cool. I love that. All right, well, let's let's get out of this uh, <laughs> because I feel like maybe people don't understand what the hell I'm talking about, and I don't even know if I do. It was, it, you know, that was great. What let me, great let me ask what you What a this. great opening segment. Mosquitoes. We're almost out of the mosquito okay. season, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are you a mosquito repellent guy? <laughs> You're going to say, are you a mosquito guy? I'm like, no. yeah, I love mosquitoes, dude. <laughs> um, I am a mosquito repellent guy. I find that literally unless you fucking paint it onto your leg they will find an opening useless. yeah um but i try to repel as best i can um i'm not too worried about mosquitoes unless i'm laying in bed late at night and oh and i try boy. to hit it the worst and like it just keeps terrorizing you the entire up. night yeah. yeah so i mean you know i'm all into mosquito prevention what about you almost <laughs> <laughs> i'm all for it dude well, mosquitoes have been a, a scourge my entire life. Growing up in Maine, it, it is you're blanketed by at first what are called midges, which sounds politically incorrect, but that's the actual name. Uh, and those are the tiny black flies that come out in the early kind of May, June, and then the mosquitoes come and they get bigger and bigger uh, until you know probably September, maybe even October is when they're finally gone. Um, but we had this thing where I think someone told us that bats can consume like 10,000 mosquitoes a night. Wow. And so we set up these little wooden bat houses that, you know, presumably we bought from some arts and crafts fair at the local, 
high school <laughs> to raise money so that the girls' volleyball team could go to, you know, Jupiter, Florida over spring break. <laughs> You know, that's what we used to do. And uh, we, we, we bought these bat houses and then you had to buy bat guano. What's guano? Guano is bat. That sounds like a a rap uh, like term for money. Guano. Give me that guano. Yeah. It's bat poop. Bat poop. Yeah. And, and if you, you know, famously featured in, in one of the Ace Ventura movies. Oh yeah. Remember? That's maybe that's why it sounded familiar. They feed it. He eats it by accident. Chicago. Yeah. So there, um, he's, he's, we, we had to get bat guano and you smear the bat guano on the inside of the bat houses to attract bats who then flit and fly across your yard, devouring mosquitoes by the thousands. Um, Jesus. So that's the, that's the theory, but like every mosquito repellent <laughs> method, we never had bats come, so we just had these these houses that were full of bat shit. Yeah, dude, what are like like bats just not doing a good job of PR for themselves? Like we're bats, we love shit and mosquitoes, dude. I know, I know. All right, so then, so so they did that so, work. Well, what a, like a great method. We we tried so many different methods um, that didn't really work. The tiki torches. Oh, it's funny because citronella. You know, now, now, now tiki torches have taken on a bad bad name oh because of uh charlottesville created by white i believe that today the day we recorded this is the anniversary of that oh my gosh i'm fairly certain wow <laughs> so this will come out later Dude, did but... i tell you i had a friend uh in high school who was um who is now a war correspondent photographer oh cool and he embeds in hot zone syria and all syria that for real wow. uh and Fucking goes all cool. over the place and i mean his instagram is insane but i'm not gonna share it because what i'm about to say is not good about him um <laughs> <laughs> this guy was a guy i really looked up to mm-hmm. he was a year older than me uh you know brilliant athlete went to an ivy league school um somebody whose footsteps i sort of wanted to follow in and then sure enough after you know college he gets into reporting fucking incredible Pulitzer prize like stuff. Sick. And, uh, I asked him if he wanted to come on the podcast mm-hmm. and his response was, he was like, great to hear from you. You know, flattered that you'd ask. Um, I'm going to pass though, to be honest, like some of your humor, meaning me, not the podcast, <laughs> uh doesn't really jive with me oh wow Shots i have fired. this was like a month and a half ago i have not stopped thinking about that yeah it's a burn dude jesus and you search your brain for some way to discredit him mm. you say well fuck that guy he doesn't matter to me because you know he i saw him polluting once <laughs> or you, you try to come up with some way to tell yourself that you're better than he is, that his, that his, you know, his no, his rejection doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And yet here's this guy that my whole life I looked up to is mm-hmm. now a war correspondent photographer. He is pristine in mm-hmm. his idealism. Totally. And there's nothing I can do to lessen him. Right. Which only makes the sting worse. Totally, and dude, it's it paints such a bad picture that's so funny to me. Like he thinks that he's gonna come on the podcast, and you're gonna be like, 
Well, dude, he's like, yeah, man, we saw these camps where women were being mistreated, and you're just going to be like, well, those women are kind of hot, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, no, fuckhead, you know? Like, we're not we're not like that. He just like thinks that. you're just like a fucking, dude, I'm sorry. But, he, it's, it's, but I'm glad you appreciate it. Like, the, the, you know, I'm sure he saw some jokes once upon a time, or maybe he just roundly dislikes Barstool, or, by the way, <laughs> when I got hired by Barstool, you know, this was right after, shortly after getting out of a seven-year relationship, mm -hmm. and I was so desperate for my ex-girlfriend's approval that I texted her and said that I'd been hired by Barstool, somehow thinking that might impress her, and her response was something very similar, like, you know... Not really, not, I'm not really a fan of theirs, but congratulations. Mm. And I just want to be like, why the, why couldn't you just say congratulations? Just leave that negative part out of it because that rankled me yeah, for yeah, so yeah, long, yeah. too. Yeah, that's tough. <sighs> anyway, senior breakup, dude. Senior, senior breakup. <laughs> that's tough, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whatever. I, 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 these are, you know, you have people in your life who whose opinions matter a lot to you mm -hmm. and it's amazing how in such few words they can dismantle your sense of self mm -hmm. um that's on you though dude i mean listen that's annoying that that guy said that and i know like there's things like that that i'm shook about still that happened years ago but like you just gotta let it go it's not a big deal I, he I doesn't know. understand what do you mean he doesn't get it like he doesn't get that you like he is judging you Unfairly, of course. Like if he were to listen to this podcast, I think he would find that you were insightful and reasonable, and that if you take it too far, if you ever do, which I don't even think you do, but if you were to, that he realized that maybe there was a satirical element there for interpretation, right? And I think that he's got you pegged all wrong, man. I wouldn't sweat it. Well, I guess, I guess my point is, I'm aware of, you know, jokes that I've made that were over the line, of course, and and. The fact that sometimes we, we fly too close to the sun, all of that. <laughs> but unfortunately, I think what we do, and there are other careers that are like this, your, your bad moments can stand out as your resume. Right. And to limit somebody to a, a couple of you know moments where like at its core, we just didn't do our job that well. You know, you had an mm. off day right. at the office. Those will define you. And I hate that, dude. I hate the amount of good shit you have to put out to overcome the negative, you know, mountain of, of, of press or opinion about you. Right. No, dude, totally. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast see all the best analytics you could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony it's a way that any person can look at it and be like "Ooh, that's pretty and also it's our podcast and you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. Well, this is this brings me a funny 
uh, brings up something funny about my reputation with my girlfriend. Because they have, I don't do you, I don't know if you ever play this game where like you'll jokingly say like I'll joke about like how much money I would need to get to like pimp her out type of thing. <laughs> okay, so no, just wait though. So, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? Like we'll do, we'll make jokes. Like so, here's an example. So one of the examples was I was like, how much money? I was like, how much money would um, you know, you need to get for like me to blow somebody. Oh, like she, you, no, but via her, like the deal is she gets this like great setup, but the deal is I have to blow somebody. So that's not, I wouldn't say that that's her pimping you out. I know, but I'm saying, so this, this type of joke. Okay. And th mm -hmm. we do it the other way too. Okay. And so <laughs> this is a fun exercise. And like, so I'll bring this up to her, dude, I'll bring this up to her. And it's funny because I'll be like, how much money would it have to be for you to bring it to me? And she goes, I don't think that's the question. She goes, the question is. Would I be okay with you blowing somebody because I know you would say yes? <laughs> and I was like, wow, you know me too well. I am a man who can be bought, absolutely. But it's oh, insane that that is. That's great. Do you ever do that um, <laughs> exercise? We don't. <laughs> it's just not one of our not one of our things. But it's it's a <laughs> we have other weird stuff. We have other weird stuff, but that's such a, that's such a mind bending hypothetical. It's just a fun, like just any sort of crazy thing like that where I'm like, would you do this? Would you do that for how much money? But she always says that when she answers, I then try to remind her of some of the implications. She's like, that's not how this game works. Like, mm. You don't get to like, I, I answered and it's over. You don't get to tell me, remind yes. me of things. Right. You like, try yeah. to parse it out, try to reason it. And people are just assigning a arbitrary monetary value on something that they're taking at face value they're not really considering all the implications right it's um a fun game. absolutely absolutely i i don't i don't know i don't see that like causing a problem that was my first thought you know it's like well would that would that sit poorly in my relationship and i don't think it would blowing people for cash or even just bringing up the question. You you have this thing. I love the way that sounds. Yeah, you, blowing people for cash. You, um, <laughs> you love to quantify, to commodify acts. I know I do, for sure. And I think you have a, a scale. Like, you have a very strong sense. You could assign a, a value for everything that someone came up with. Right. Well, absolutely. I, I have a good would you rather, by the way, this reminded me of. Bring it on. Let's hear it. Um, it might be, I don't know. All right. I may have even said this before. So if I did, you guys can stop me in the middle. But all right, here are your two options. Option one is that you have a very small but unnoticeable, fairly unnoticeable tail. Okay. Maybe you have brought Have this I brought one the up. tail up before? The tail and the tail is big enough so that you can move it. Like you have control. <laughs> it's a tail. It doesn't look like a skin tag. It has a muscle in it and you can move your little tail. Yeah. Um, that's option number one. Option number two is that every time you order food, you have to say motherfucking before the item that you're ordering. Huh. So like, you'll be like, uh, could we start with some motherfucking Brussels sprouts? <laughs> Just how... And, How do uh, those two things come up in tandem? I, because I think I think it's a perfect exercise because the tail isn't particularly invasive with the, in your life in your everyday life, 
However, it's fucking weird. You're a mutant and you have a tail. And like yeah. people will know, not everybody, maybe just the people who you're closer to and that might complicate things. However, the motherfucking thing is really annoying because every single time and every circumstance, if you have to avoid business lunches because you mm. have to be like, I have a motherfucking side of uh, seam spinach. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm but this is a real question. Like, you, like, which one would you rather have? I have a question. Where is the tail? Is it like... It's where a tail should be. It's it's like... Just above your butt crack. Okay. Yes. It's like... Uh, what's that? What's that? Your sacrum. The sit, sits bones. Sits bones. Yeah. Maybe not the sits bones. I think it is sits bones. Whatever. What that area above... Is. Right above... Like, not directly above your ass, like, crack, but, like, maybe, like, three or four inches above. Like, in a tramp stamp location, you have a mm-hmm. tail. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe a little girthy of a tail too. It's like a it's like a French bulldog tail. You know what's amazing? <laughs> what? A quick quick left turn here. Sure. <laughs> Plumber's crack <laughs> is never attractive. Never. That's hilarious. even on a hot girl. That's so true. Like if a hot girl, you know, no, I'm not saying like you know, I'm not saying her underwear is popping out, which you know that can be hot, but. If she's not wearing underwear and her pants are just riding low and she like bends down to tie her shoes and you just see the top of her butt crack, that's not good. Dude, and you know what's funny about that? That is so, you're so right. That is unbelievably accurate. And it's a hundred times worse, admittedly, when it's on a man or an actual plumber. I mean, poor plumbers. But, you know. And dude, this is the thing though. Like on Instagram, girls will intentionally show a little bit of their ass crack popping out from jeans. And I think that the distinction is important to be made that plumber's crack is not intentional. It has to be unintentional. And something about it being unintentional makes it what it yeah, is. It's, it's, it, then, then you just say, well, that's sloppy. It's just sloppy. Why aren't you being mindful of the fact that a breeze is blowing down to your rectum? <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah, it is. It really it, it is. Now, it's really oh, man. In high, in middle school, there was a girl. I, I mean, I even now. You ever look back on some of your shit and just say like, "That was horrible." There uh, was a girl who yes. like one day had plumber's crack, and I think we, my friends and I, I'm I'm embarrassed to even admit this. I think we were like we we yelled like, "Hey, plumber's crack" or so, or something. <laughs> I don't even know what it was. It was so bad, so bad. Hey, plumber's crack. Uh, yeah, it's not. not great, yeah. We didn't. We weren't like. I think we were like plumbers crack. We called it. You know, we called it out. Yeah, but we weren't doing it. Be, you know, we would have done it to anybody, and I think we did it among our friend group. But there was. We were not supposed. We should not have included her, and I'm sure she was mortified as a result. And if she's listening to this, I'm sorry. That's very nice, dude. Yeah. I loved middle school. Middle school. I I loved it at the time. I look back on it, and it was like. Without a doubt, the cringiest moment of my life. Really? Seventh and eighth it's grade. It's the best years of my life. It's a good time, for sure. I mean, I want to hear about why. But, like, for example, I used to look forward to the last day of school mm-hmm. because everyone would hug. You'd hug all, uh-huh. the, you'd hug all the girls. And that Hugs was the only, big. And that was crazy. You'd be, and you'd talk about how many girls you hugged. You'd be like, dude, I, I hugged Kelsey Pratt and Sam Lodano. And, <laughs> These are real people. And, and, and Hags. Uh, and uh, fucking Molly Goldrich, Kirby Grass, like these are all like the hot girls. Like that's just a few. And I was so crazy that I hugged her, dude. Oh my god! Like and maybe you get a kiss on the cheek. And there was oh, all these god. like, God, you were getting kisses on the cheek. 
That was kind of. Where'd you go to school? Like, whores are us. HK, dude. There's some whores in this house. There are some whores at this school. But dude, it was just like a really cringe time where like things were so exciting and like the girls were all a foot and a half taller than all the guys. Yeah. Like, so you're literally hugging these girls and like their their boobs are in your face and it's just like mm-hmm. incredibly exciting. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like masturbation had been discovered on like a wide scale. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm with you, dude. Middle school was was spectacular. Um, <laughs> Why was it spectacular for you? Well, from first to fifth grade, things didn't go great for me. From first to fifth. Yeah, and this was I was at a new school. We what? had moved to Maine, and I went to Wayne Fleet, <laughs> which is a school that, against <laughs> all odds, sounds simultaneously Jewish and Irish. <laughs> Wayne Fleet. Wayne Fleet. It's a very good the school. The wine fleet would sound Jewish. True, right? true. <laughs> was it spelled that way? It was W-A-Y-N-E-F-L-E-T-E, Wayne Fleet. Wayne Fleet. Well, it's yeah. a nice name. It has a nice ring to it. Yeah. It's um, a very good school. It's ranked the number one school in Maine now. The number one elementary school? And, uh, or was it, it K through 12? It was K through 12. But uh, the sports were lacking. Okay. So after eighth grade, you know, I, I switched over to a different school to pursue my athletic growth probably a good move yeah. it ended up working out it did but in middle school after fifth grade there was a big jump from fifth grade to sixth grade new new building new sort of part of campus and then dances were big oh yeah we didn't have dances until then huge huge deal huge huge deal <laughs> huge deal so we it just all of a sudden you know, I went from being like a boy in fifth grade and, and younger who would you know, think of I wanted to be a skateboarder. I didn't know who I was. Mm. And all of a sudden in sixth grade, there was this blossoming of um, of like dating and, and attraction and people were more forward about their feelings. Totally. And you would all people were coupling up over I am. I am. Messenger. I was on. I am all day, all long. the time, and um, all of a sudden, all these girls in middle school who had totally not been interested in me, and just you know maybe thought I was a loser or didn't whatever. The fact that all of a sudden I was like taller than everyone else, and I was you know an athlete, and I was friends with the popular kids. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, my stock rose. It's great, and I started. Going out with some of the the cutest girls, and it was just such an exciting time. Dude. It's very exciting. Yeah. Such an exciting time. The yeah. same wasn't the same was not for me. Like I would talk on the phone for four hours with a girl who like wasn't attracted to me. Yeah, you were. She's like, oh, but he's G. I did that too, though. <laughs> he's I, G. I did that too. I would talk on the phone with a girl who was on I am while she was on the phone with dude, me. It was talking crazy to other time. people. Total phone. Did you, you guys were... do that too? Like no. three-way calls. Oh God, no! I don't. Think, I don't think we had that capability. It's crazy. She used to talk to Dan Hunter, dude, for like five hours. Oh, call a bunch of other people. It's fucking. Nuts. What were your guys' uh, like screen names? You have any funny screen names? I don't. I don't even really remember. I. I. They were always some iteration of wrestling. I was really into WWF back then. Now mm-hmm. it's WWE, but it would always be some iteration of like my favorite wrestlers or something yeah mine was a, mine was hakeem bull there's this kid chris bull and i used to, i would like joke with him i'd call him hakeem bull 
And then he got annoyed and he made his screen name Julio is very fat in capital letters. I was like, dude, that you're taking it too far, dude. But Chris Bull is also the guy who I wrote the extra sentence in his blue book for his essay. Like, oh, yeah. We were getting Chris Bull for like, we would, we would, we would pick on each other. It's funny. He's a good stuff. guy, Chris Bull, dude. God bless nice. him. All right, dude, I have a question for you. Yeah, um, I was thinking about this last night, and I don't know if this was just like a high thought. Mm-hmm. It sort of is a high thought, but I also think it holds up in non-high times. Aftershave. I was wondering if aftershave so is, glad you're asking. is scientifically intended to be used after you shave. So it literally helps you after you shave, and you're only supposed to use it on the bottom half of your face. Or is it just the step... After you shave, and it's just a moisturizer. You're, you, you, I, I think you're overthinking this one. I do think, <laughs> but so. you see what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Well, like, do you just use it after you shave because it's step two is shave, step three is the aftershave, step four is moisturizer, or is it literally intended for using directly after you shave? I think there. I think both of these things are the same. I think that are they a, a step after you shave is the same as saying. It's this is the cream you're meant to use after you. Shave. Yeah, but that's but but those are different things potentially. They could also be this. They could be together, but do you see what I'm saying? Like you do it after you shave because you're supposed to. Like you said, it's meant to be used after you shave, or it's just the next step after you shave, and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with shaving necessarily. Just that it's part of that order. This is. I mean, it's a it's a deeply it's, semantic point, and I it. It has a use. It's to like rehydrate your skin. Yeah, after it's a you moisturizer. Shave. So it, it has like a medical it's use. It's not just be... thing. Great, but can you use it when you didn't shave? Okay, well then that's a different question. But 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 it's not. It's it's partially the same question because it's like, is it necessary just for when you shave, or is it just the thing that comes after you shave? But if you didn't shave, you can still use it. I think that you could use aftershave without having shaved. Like just after you get out of the shower. Sure. And can but you use it on your forehead? I'm sure that you can. I, I would think that the properties of most aftershaves are similar to the properties of uh, a regular moisturizer. Like a serum or something. Yeah. But the problem is that they're always scented. Right. And so for me, I have very sensitive skin and I don't like to put aromatic... Mm salves and balms all over my face right so i just try to i don't really do aftershave i just do moisturizer gotcha 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 but here's a question that i have for you are you a cologne guy dude i'm a perfume guy come on i wear women's perfume get the fuck out of my face what are you talking about i swear what does that even mean i wear bond number nine Hudson Yards, which is technically unisex, but it is far more feminine leaning. And I wear scented moisturizers that are intended for women as well. To the point where one of my ex-girlfriends said to me once, why do you smell like my grandmother? (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Why why is it that you gravitate towards female scented products? They just smell way fucking better. (sighs) Oh. And I get, and I think that my girlfriend would hate hearing this. I think she knows it's true, but it kind of is ignoring it. And anytime I wear a more masculine fragrance, she tries to show me how much she likes it. She'd be like, this is great. What is this? This is great. 
I'm like, you know what it is. It's the fucking thing that got mailed to your dad by accident that you gave me because you, mm-hmm. you know how that was happening to him. And now I'm using it and now you're acting like you like it. Like, so Obsession by Calvin Klein. Like some like very run-of-the-mill mm-hmm. fucking fragrance. Mm-hmm. So that is... Interesting. And I stand by that, dude. Female scents are fire, dude. They smell way better. I think that a lot of the women's deodorant is nice. It doesn't really work, though. No, it doesn't. I've found. But what about you? What's your cologne? Well, here's the thing. I have not been a cologne guy for since middle school. Uh, I used to wear cologne to the middle school dances. Was it Abercrombie and Fitch? No, it was like Burberry. Axe? Stuff that my mom would buy me on the way home from a flight where they'd come through with a duty-free <laughs> trolley and she would get me like a Lacoste or a That's great, yeah. thing and it was great. Aqua I, Digio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she never got me that one. That one was always <laughs> sort of to, like the highest end. Right. Uh, so it was always like Lacoste. I had a, a Ralph Lauren one Nice. in a blue bottle. Polo blue? Yeah, polo blue. Yeah, I think that's the one I had. My uncle wears that still. Yeah. But... Um, I stopped wearing it and I never wear it. And my girlfriend has been bringing it up. Interesting. And she said, you know, she has hinted that she would like for me to wear cologne from now, now and again, especially for date nights and Mm -hmm. whatever else. And the thing is, I said to her, you know, I don't care. I don't like it. It's, I don't want to. And she said, it's not for you. It's not for me, right? It's for her. She wants to smell me. And (laughs) I said... She wants to smell me. Yeah. I said, is this (laughs) this because I smell bad? And she didn't answer right away. Wow. (laughs) You're a clean guy. I am very clean. But I do think that, that the absence of smell is not necessarily a good smell. Interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So just because I've cleaned the stink off of me and I go out smelling neutral, mm-hmm. that's not good enough. Mm. She, wow. There needs to be a, a scent. That's interesting. Well, I do. I, I understand. I don't think that she means that you smell bad, though. And this is why I think that. Because, for example, have you ever walked by a girl who's like, done, she's like done up? She is... She's a ton of, she's wearing makeup. She looks good, but she's definitely tried really hard. Mm-hmm. And you walk by her and like 20 feet later, you just get blasted in the face by the scent of perfume. Mm-hmm. I like that. You do? I like that. And um, every time I'll be walking with a girl, she'd be like, oh, that girl's a fucking whore. I'm like, <laughs> I like that she used half a bottle of perfume. I think oh, still is, you know what I mean? You don't yeah. like it? You're not into that? I don't like it. I don't like overly perfumed anything. I hate getting into an Uber or a taxi. Where the whole car smells either of air freshener or something. That makes me sick. I agree with air freshener, but scent makes my head real. I get I get I get lightheaded, I get nauseous if it if it's too overwhelming of a scent. Interesting. Um and it may be that I used to like the scents of a woman, but now I don't care. I don't even notice it anymore. Uh and the other thing I would say is that it's commonly known that scent is the number one um, sense tied to memory, uh, right? Whenever you smell uh, something, it that makes so much sense. A memory, and all I can think of is if my girlfriend <laughs> really wants me to start wearing cologne, uh, then I just envision a scene where, like, I die, 
and then she's clutching my shirts and being like, like, oh, I just, this is all I have left of him. <laughs> like that scene in Brokeback yeah. Mountain where, you know, so I, it, to me, it's such a sad thing to like want to cling to the scent of somebody. No, I agree. No, that's that. That is a sad thing. But I don't think that that's a reason for you not to wear cologne, dude. That's hilarious. I mean, dude, give it a shot. You know. I guess so. I guess that's what I'll do. Yeah, I gotta get some because it it it's she's brought it up enough times that I have to heed it at this point. But no shame in that, brother. Why don't we uh, wrap for today? All what right. a fun episode! Great um, episode. Talked about a lot of bath products, grooming, all that sorts of stuff. Any thoughts on cologne or individualized scents? or middle school, any of the stuff we talked about, please weigh in. Oops, the podcast at gmail.com. For now, I'm Francis Ellis. He's Julio Galrati. Follow our YouTube, follow our Instagram, follow us. We love you, and we will see you soon.